Hey, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned mindset and business mentor. Not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help entrepreneurial women create an unstoppable mindset and teach them how to grow and scale their own businesses, all while getting their own gifts out into the world and creating an impact. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, we have a splash of fun, we have lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and deep conversations about all the things. On today's episode, I talk with Lindsay Phillips-Oates, who is easily one of my very favorite humans. We talk about so many amazing things on the episode, including the courage to be yourself and to follow your own path. We talk about how to honor your own truth, and we even dive into the ease that comes with playing it safe and living in the status quo, and then how to break through that and really follow your heart. I promise you this is going to be a fantastic episode. Go grab yourself a cup of tea and let's dive in. Well, welcome, 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 Lindsay Phillips Oates. I am super excited to have you on the show. I am beyond thrilled to be here to have a conversation with you. Oh, it's well, for those people who are listening, this is our second attempt at it. So we are ready to go and we are going to have the best conversation. So I'm super excited that you're here. Now, you and I, we are newly, I guess, introduced over the last couple of months. We've only met. But talking to you, it feels like I've known you for a lifetime. It's so special. It is. Um, But I don't want to do the introduction. I want you to tell all these lovely people who you are and what it is that you do. Awesome. Thank you, Gina. And do you know that we haven't even met in person? My God, we haven't. Nope. It's only ever been virtual. And I feel like you are like a part of, you are an integral part of my life. (laughs) Don't go get me crying right at the beginning. (laughs) So yeah, for those who are listening, my name is Lindsay Phillips Oates. I grew up in Colliers uh, out in rural Newfoundland, just 45 minutes out of the city. And I married a beautiful man. And that's why I'm the Oates. I'm Lindsay Phillips, but now I'm Lindsay Phillips Oates because (laughs) he was too good not to take his name. Uh, we have two beautiful children and we live a very full life, uh, all things outdoors. It's our, uh, a way of respite and just to enjoy the outdoor nature. Um, and when someone asks me like, who am I? The first thing that we all go to is what we do to make money. So I try very hard not to answer that first. So I am a person who is passionately curious about life and all the ways that we can live and enjoy life. I love to dance and I love to be by the ocean and I love to breathe in every moment and meditate and journal, uh, just do things that truly makes me happy. By doing that, what I do to make money (laughs) for a decade, (laughs) I was a bureaucrat. But now Gina, as you know, I am a natural therapist um, launching my business. So yeah, we'll dive into that, I guess, as we go through. Uh, I don't want to give away too much in the intro, but that's it. That's me. 
What an absolutely <laughs> beautiful introduction. And I have to say, I'm so glad you said that about leading with who you are first. I do the same thing because for so many years, I always led with what it is that I did. And I'm really trying to break that too. So it's so special that you said that who you are, because really that's the thing that's the most important, not how you make your money or what your profession is, but somehow yeah. we've been conditioned to believe that's who we are. And that's far from the truth. Yes. As much as I love what I do, uh, that's a piece of how I express who I am. Exactly. Uh, so it's an extension. It. It's not who you are. I love exactly. it. I love yeah. it. Love it. So obviously I want to hear more about your story about how you left the life that you knew to be to really diving into this entrepreneurial world, which I'm so excited about. And I want our listeners to hear all about this transition too, because I guarantee you there's somebody listening who are either in the season in their life, or maybe they've already been through it, or maybe they're even thinking about making a transition. So can you just share how you became to maybe, you know, dip your toes into this new world? And what was the catalyst that did all of this for you? Uh, that is a good question. It's a big question. Uh, so many chapters to that story, Gina, as uh, you know. But first and foremost, I was um, right out of business school. I went to work for government. And I said to my father, who was like, oh, you know, you should get a nice government job. Like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll go for a government job, but that will just be like my bridge into what I want to do. I was with them for 10 years. 10 uh, years. I, 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I had two children, one, one child. And then I, then I went on maternity leave. And while on maternity leave, I was having these moments of like, I can do more. I want to do more. Um, and I was, I had become a registered foot reflexologist. Oh, I did not know that about you. Yeah. So I was a foot reflexologist and uh, I got that in 2015, actually, while I was having my first child, because that's what everyone does on maternity leave. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Um, and that was going to be a side hustle for me. But then I realized that I wanted to offer more and I couldn't be a bureaucrat for the government. I couldn't be a wife and a mother and a friend and a person and do a side hustle all at the same time. So that kind of led me to the thinking of, okay, I'm going to build a business here. I'm going to do something and start working on my business plan. But then Gina, there's, where's the time to work on the business plan? So through the jigs and the reels, I went back to, I had a second child. I went back to government on a marketing contract. Uh, development contract. And I was only going to go back there the, to kind of get my finances in order after maternity leave. And then I was going to leave and do the business plan. Two years go by. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, Lindsay, wake up. Like you're not, you're, you're back into this comfort zone because it was a good salary. It wasn't a bad job. It just, like, it was easy to stay there. But then when I have all these reminders of like, nope, you want to do more, Lindsay. Like this is your, you want to be the, the energy worker. You want to be the reflexologist. You want to work with people to help them do their best in their life. You can't do it all. So then I was like, okay, how am I going to get there in a responsible way? And this is where the, the word manifesting comes in. And when I really 
honed in on manifesting the life that you truly desire. January 1st, 2020. I woke up and I was like, I am getting on that yoga mat every single morning or every single evening, whenever it worked for me. And I'm going to set my intention. So what I did, I wrote out my intention and it was three simple phrases. I am here. I am ready. I trust. And behind all of that was, I'm now ready to take the leap to get into the life that I want. I truly want and, and deserve and desire. And then I knew, but just by showing up and just by saying that something was going to come to me. And I kept on saying, you know, all I need is a little contract now, something I can take on and do. And then out of nowhere, I get a, a job ad and a post-it note. Lindsay, don't know if you're looking for another job, but I read this job ad and it's perfectly for you. Like it suits you perfectly. How long was the contract? Three months. What was no. it? No. Events and logistics. I'm like, oh my God. I, I know I already it. know the story, but I'm so invested again. I'm like, no, but I already- yes. So I'm like, I'm, I'm a very open book. I'm very transparent and I'm very sociable. So I go to each office down the corridor. I'm going to apply for this job. What? Lindsay, you're not going to leave a government pension. Okay. Next, next door. I'm going to apply for this job. Like, look, read it. It's like everything that I love to do. It's three months and it gets me to a place where I can responsibly go off for a year and build a business plan. Lindsay, you're not. You have 10 years invested into a government pension. Why would you leave that? Okay, I go to the next person. And so I'm just kind of like looking for validation or for one person to support me. Everyone said that the job was perfect for me, but they also followed it up with our societal conditioning of what about the pension and and the security of what you have here. I applied. They essentially hired me in the interview. Uh, Then I got offered the job and I left. I almost, I'm not kidding. I almost wrote a rejection letter. I actually did. Sorry, I can't take it. And I did backspace. Sorry, I can't take it. Backspace. Until it was like, I had to give them the answer at like 12 noon. And I was trying to call my father. He works offshore. And I'm like, I just need to talk to dad. I need to like, get him in on this. And I, I call, he finally called me like 1158. Uh, and I said, dad, I got an important question to ask. He's like, Oh God, Lindsay, what's time to go now? And if anybody knows my story knows that my dad is an integral piece of my advice giving. (laughs) Um, and I said, I got a big decision to make with my, my career. I'm going to leave government and take on a three month contract so that I can eventually start my own business. And you know what he said, Lindsay, through your short 34 years of life at the time, 33 years of life, when have you fallen on your bum? You've always done things and fallen back on your feet again. Just try it. He said, just go for it. And if it don't work out, something else will. And I was like, okay, gotta go. And I was like, <laughs> two days later, like, so two days later after the whole process, Snowmageddon had gone by then. Uh, I was packing up my files and shifting out to that contract, which led me the space to do the things that I know I had to do in order to build a business plan and start my business. Well, you got me crying again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it takes, it takes a lot. It's a lot. It's a risk. Um, But that's a, that's a 
I guess the Coles note version of the story of how I left and got to where I was. It wasn't just an abrupt leaving. It was a bridge. Like I, I didn't break any bridges. I didn't burn any bridges. I built a bigger one. Darn right. You that did. makes any sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And oh God, there's so many gold nuggets in that. But one of the things that I really want to talk and dig a little bit deeper with is you use the word comfort zone. And one of the biggest things that I find when you're making a goal, when you're making a big decision, is it's so easy to stay in that comfort zone. It's, yeah. that, you know, we are built for the comfort zone. We're built for things to be safe. Yeah. Um, where, cause I know as, as we're talking about this, people are, are probably looking at you and all oh, and being like, oh, I need to do this. I've got this dream on my heart. I've got this goal on my heart, but I'm scared. And my comfort zone is safe. I know it. I know exactly what's going to happen. How did you jump outside of your comfort zone? Like what advice would you give to our listeners who are trying to get outside of their comfort zones to maybe pursue their dreams and goals? Really good question. So what I started doing, showing up on the mat every single day with my intention, I would journal and actually ask myself, how do I feel? Like I am doing this. I don't have like, you'll, you could read journal entries. My life is great. Why do I want more? You know, why, why do I, why am I trying to do something outside of this comfort and security? But when you ask yourself the question, how do you feel when you're here? Yeah, you feel good, but you also have that uh, piece saying you want to do more. you got to listen to that. So getting out, like having the confidence to trust in your ability and your desire is how you step outside of that. Oh. So not, not looking for validation. I look for validation. I knocked, I literally knocked on doors of the corridors of my coworkers trying to find validation in what I was doing, knowing I wanted, I asked for this to come. I asked the universe, I need a short little contract in order to get me out of that situation in a, in a responsible way. So I think the key things are, is having really good conversations with yourself, honest conversations with yourself, and then not allowing our, uh, and I know you speak a lot about this on your show, Gina, uh, limiting beliefs. So society has conditioned us to set up in this linear way of doing things. And, you know, you go to school, you do your post-secondary in whatever trade. You get the job that you went to school for. You stay in that job. You do that whole retirement piece. And in between there, you get married and have kids. Like that's kind of like, for me, that was my linear. I am not a linear person at all. And most of us human beings are not designed to be a linear life. So true. In there is your comfort because that's what we're conditioned to feel comfortable in. But if you want to go start a business or if you want to just, start uh, showing up more on social media because you know you got something to give. Tell the ego mind, that little message. So I'm, I'm holding up my hand, one over my right side, one over my left side. Your left side is here, like your little, your ego mind telling you, bashing your dreams and, bat, and telling you to be fearful of what you're doing. But you have this little beautiful, right image, whatever you want to hear, ball of beautiful energy that's 
saying, go for it, do it. You have so much to offer. So your left hand, you got to hold it and just like say F off. Like you don't deserve to be here. Then you hold up your right hand and you look at the goals and dreams and desires and values of what you want to offer in your life. And that's what you're going to water. That's what you're going to pay attention to. The energy will flow where your focus goes. So focus on the good, focus on what you want, and that will get you outside of the comfort zone because then that becomes a new comfort zone for you. I love everything that you just said. And it's so true. It's whatever we give that energy to, whatever we fuel, we're going to see more of. And if we're focusing on all the things that could go wrong, you bet we're going to see more of it. But it's all about silencing that ego and really focusing your attention on the things that you want rather than you don't. And exactly like you said, whichever side you water, that's the side that's going to grow. Whichever side you give focus or energy to, that's the way it's going to grow. And a lot of people think that it has to be complicated, but really it's you get to choose your thoughts. Right. And often we don't give ourselves enough power and we think, no, that you know, I can't do that. But it's, it's true. And the next time, even for our listeners, if you have a thought that comes in, that doesn't support it. Like ask yourself too, is this really true? Or just my ego trying to self-sabotage and bring me down. Yeah. And chances are, it's just a belief that's been planted, a thought that's been planted. And we have given it power because we've said, oh yeah, that's true. And this is true. And oh, this is true. But it does take work to recondition your brain, but it's so worth it. Absolutely. And another thing, Gina, you are not the thoughts that people have of you. Oh. You are not the thoughts that you've had of yourself. You are not the things or the the situations and the experiences that you've had in your past. That isn't what makes up you. So being able to separate that gives you the confidence and the space and the freedom of truly valuing who you are. And I think a big being consistent, Gina, um, once you know what you want. You can't just say that once on one day and say, I want to do this and I want a bigger bank account. It's not just going to flourish by that. You have to show up consistently every day and put in the work or put in the thought. Mm. Even if you can't work every day on the goal and the desire, think, give it a moment of thought every morning. Like I showed up every morning and set my intention. I didn't show up every day and do a a task towards my business plan because that wasn't possible for me. That wasn't achievable. That wasn't attainable for me. But what was attainable is that little space in the morning or in the evening of showing up for just settling into what I know I wanted. Um, And that will align you with where you want to go. I like to use the analogy of if you're a carpenter, building a building. So first of all, they have to lay the foundation uh, of what they want. They get create the blueprint. But if they just want to have a straight line so that they can put in a board level, uh, they have the tools and the techniques to do this. They don't just start from the left side of the building and then hold and freestyle it over to the right and just say, yeah, but this is going to be level now. We're best gone because that's where I want to go so I can get there. They start at one side. They, in the middle, they got a little checkpoint and then another checkpoint. And at the end, they got towards the end. But then you know what else they have? A chalk line. And for anybody who doesn't know what a chalk line is, 
it's just this big piece of string full of chalk that you hold it tight along the lines now that you, the checkpoints and the, the spots that you've measured out. And then you flick it. And then it now like gives you a visual straight line. So that analogy for me, it's like, okay, I, I know I want to get to starting a business on my own. So now I'm going to use the tools and the techniques. And if I don't have any, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hire the people like Gina. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to talk to the people who have those tools and techniques so that I can learn them and implement them into my life. You can't just do it on your own. And you can't just freestyle it. You'll get there, but it won't be efficiently. And by the end of it, you might be burned out because you're you're just going, you're meandering now to that for that straight line. It's no longer straight. But you'll eventually get there. But how will you feel when you get there? And how long will it take you? So many truth bombs in that. Oh, my goodness. And I love that analogy because we often, myself included, when I first started in the business world, I thought I could do it all on my own. And you can't. You need to have the tips, tools, and strategies to really create that blueprint for you to get to where you want to go. Sometimes it does take the stop, the check-in, the measuring but it's that continued and consistent action. You have to be consistent, right? And I think a lot of people don't want to put that work in. We live in an instant gratification world where people want it yesterday and having that long-term commitment of putting the work in, it's just easy to stay comfortable and say, you know what? I'm just gonna be miserable over here because at least I know the outcome and I don't have to do the things every day. Like going for what you want, it does require work, but man, oh man, is it ever worth it? Absolutely. It's funny. Just yesterday, I had a conversation with my best friend who's currently working her day job, uh, aspiring to start her own business, but has to do a, a piece of education before she can start get the certifications to start that business. And she's like running around after a year and a half year old, uh, just after working a big event. And she's like, oh, I'm just like, I'm just so eager to start and get in and dig in. Like, I'm never going to get there. If you put your goals and dreams and what you want in the future, you are not going to get there because it's in the future. So how about you look at it a little bit different? How about you look at that you are it already? Like you are that businesswoman doing the things that you, uh, that business that you want to have next year when you launch. This, this is you doing it now. This is step one. Step one is taking care of your child. Step one is the day job. Step one is thinking about it consistently of what you want, but it's, it's part of you being it already. If you put it always into the future, it'll always stay in the future. Do you know what I mean? You'll always be like yes. striving for something you like, it'll, but if you look at it and you tweak your mindset a little bit about, okay, th- this is the, the shit that I got to do in order to, to build to where I want to be, I'm going to be it here as well. Yeah. And it's owning all parts of the journey too. And there's two things that came up when you said that. Number one is I, one of the the mantras that I use every single day is show up as a woman that you're becoming, not the woman that you are today. Yeah, And I don't want you to confuse that with me not being happy with where I am, but it's like, no, like I have big goals. How is Gina showing up as, as if I've already achieved those goals? How is Gina showing up already reaching what she wants to achieve? And that puts me in action. And that also changes the energy that I bring to the table. It also changes just my whole focus, vision, thoughts around everything. So 
it's already doing that, but it's also celebrating every step of the journey. I feel we are so impatient to reach the goal, to get to that end result that we forget the journey along the way. And you know this about me, but for some of the listeners, they might not. But when I, with my clients, any type of climate that I have in any capacity, we celebrate the heck out of everything because every step that you take forward is a milestone. And just like you said, if you're always looking to the future, you're not in the present, you're not enjoying all the stuff. And chances are, if you have that mentality, when you get to the end, you're still not going to be happy. So it's really challenging yourself to be happy in the moment, in the journey for the whole entire ride. And yeah, show up as if you're already achieving that goal. Show up as that woman, however you identify, to really be what you want already. That's just a thought. You can change that now. If you change your thoughts, you change your actions, you change your behaviors, you change your identity, everything shifts. Absolutely. And it changes your approach. Like, you know, you show up in your daily life that much better and, and wholer, like more of a whole piece of you now is present versus like, you're just doing the things to get to where you want to be. You know what I mean? Like if you just change your approach that you're already there and this is a part of being there, yeah. then everything else, and that aligns you with what you want. Totally. By resisting and where you are now takes you out of alignment from what you, where you want to go. Yes. And if you're always chasing the next thing, I feel that takes you out of alignment as well. And I believe that was one, and I think this is a systemic problem again in society that, you know, we push this, but you're always going for the next thing. Like we're not taught to really sit, to enjoy, to be like, oh my goodness, I'm proud of myself. Like we need to take a step back, appreciate the journey as a whole. And you know what? Stop. And I'm going to be cliche and say, smell the roses, like stop and enjoy the ride. You don't always have to be chasing things. And I know this might sound contradictory to a goal achiever like myself, but one thing that I do along every single goal that I achieve is I make sure that I take time to slow down to make sure I'm doing things that light me up, not goals that other people want me to achieve. And you bet every step that I take forward, I'm going to be proud of that because it keeps you in the moment rather than always chasing something. Absolutely. It's like making a cup of coffee. Most of us drink coffee because it gives us the caffeinated boost of energy. Um, So rather than drinking a coffee just to have the energy, I thoroughly enjoy the process of making coffee. Me too. Like, I love drinking coffee, but I love the sound of scooping out the whole bean. I love putting it into the grinder and grinding it up and then putting it into the espresso maker and then all the things that comes in to pour it into hot water to see how whatever shape comes out of my crema at the time. And then you drink and you enjoy that coffee. That coffee now is going to give me the caffeinated energetic boost as well. But I just, you know, enhanced my life because I enjoyed that process from every piece of it. So if you take that on a grander life, you know, like compare that to life. It breaks it down into so many beautiful moments that we may miss out on because we're just doing it to get to that other spot. I couldn't agree more. And I love that analogy because as you know, we both have this in common, but my morning routine and me getting a cup of coffee is not just going to the machine. I'm the same way. And I know people might be like, oh my God, it's only a mug, Gina, but I get so much satisfaction picking out my pottery mug in the morning, my husband says, my God, like I'm the luckiest because all you got to do is get you a mug and you're like the most excited person ever. 
but I really have taught myself to enjoy the small things. I don't let the moments pass. So now I'm not perfect. Don't get me wrong. There are some things where I am rushing, you know, but I really try to train myself to slow down, to enjoy the moments. There's nothing that makes me happier than, like you said, slowing down the process of anything and enjoying it step by step. Yeah. Because so many of us, and as you're listening to this, so many of us are an autopilot. Just think about the moments that you are missing out on just going from one moment to the next to the next. Got to get it done. Got to get it done. Got to get it done. Just stop and think about what you're missing out on by always rushing to the next thing. And if you're thinking, well, Gina, like I got this to do, I got I have this to do, but how many things are we also adding to our list just to keep us busy? Like, what can you get rid of? Yes, absolutely. Totally off tangent there, but it's just like, you know, it's- I think it's important. I think that's important though. I think it's an important life lesson or a life skill to enhance upon because that's what we're here for. We're here for the happy. We're here for the good, the bad, the sad. Like we've got to go through it all. Um, But those are the things that grants us the space and grants us the clarity and the freedom to do the things that we want to do. Yeah. With more focus. I agree. But something just kind of came to mind when you were saying that. It's funny because when we experience hard, sad, angry emotions, we slow down. Like if we have a life experience that causes one of our emotions of like sad, happy, depressed, we slow down for those moments because we have no choice. But then it's like we put ultra speed on the happy moments and we fast forward it and we don't enjoy the moment. So we're actually stopping to feel the emotions that doesn't make us necessarily feel better the most. And the ones that will make us feel better, enhance our quality, we have them on fast forward or we don't enjoy them at all. Yeah. We're just not paying attention to them. Yeah. Because yeah, oftentimes like someone will say, oh my God, I had no time to myself today. Never had time for a breath. But then when you get them to reflect back on their day, when you had your tea, when you had your coffee, did you take a breath? Did you enjoy it? She's like, I can't even remember what it tasted like. Yeah. So those are times like taking the time to bring awareness to the things that you're doing and enjoy them. Yeah. It, it sounds simple, but when we're conditioned to just drink our tea while we're getting ready or, or do whatever, uh, and multitask and combine our pleasurable things with our to-do list, that, that gets muddled, right? I agree. And the other thing too is like that self-care piece, those emotions, I don't know what, how we've got so disconnected to do that. And then on the other side of that is what you, you know, you just kind of brought this to, to the forefront, but we wear that as a badge of honor. Oh, I was so busy today. I didn't have time to take a breath. But we wear that as something to be proud about. Like we got to change that dialogue. Absolutely. Like you burning yourself out, you not taking a moment for yourself, you running around with your head cut off. Like that's not something to be proud of because the people who you love yourself, you deserve better. You're not yeah. showing up the best that you can. And where does that come from? Like at what, what part of us are hurting where we need to, to kind of prove to ourselves that by running ourselves to the ground, then, okay, then I deserve, how often do you hear that? Then I deserve to take a break. You don't yeah. have to earn the break. You don't have to deserve self-care. Every human being just by being on this planet, that's a, that's a human right, not something you deserve yeah. in my opinion. Absolutely. Same here. And it's funny because, you know, so many people pride themselves on being a workaholic. So if someone says that to me, I'm like, oh, 
do, do you want me to like, kind of, do you want to come in for a session? Like we can work through some things so that we can bring awareness to the fact that that's not sustainable. Like we get into this, you know, you see on the TV all the time about uh, sustainable energy and, and you, it relates to the oil industry. Uh, I, I'm an energy healer and I work with energy. So my biggest thing is sustainable energy of our own being. Yeah. Uh, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable to give, 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 do, 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 serve, serve, serve. And I am a nurturer and a server. But you realize real quick that if you don't take those moments for yourself and, and serve yourself and refuel yourself on an intentional level, then eventually that energy is going to run out. And then it's going to manifest in illness of a physical illness, a mental illness, a internal illness. Um, those are the things that will happen, even though you may not think about it now, but you'll be faced with something in the near or, or not so distant future of the outcome of just being a workaholic. And I I know this is a podcast, so people can't see me nodding my head and doing the hand on the hip nod. <laughs> um, but I used to think I was superwoman. I used to think this can't happen to me. I was bold. I was too cocky thinking I could handle it all. And I was a workaholic. I was a people pleaser. I gave, 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 gave too much, thought that I could do it all. And for those who know my story, you know, the burnout that came with it. And then a diagnosis that I'm still battling with today that I truly believe I brought on because of not nurturing my body, because of giving so much of myself, because of all of the things that we're talking about here, trying to be preventative. Um, if I only listened, <laughs> right. and I had people tell me and I had my body give me warning signs. And one of my passions are to prevent people from going down the same path as I did, which is, you know, it's a passion project for me because. I know that it, I'm just getting a little emotional there. Yeah. I know how hard it is to try to recover from that and being preventative and putting things in place, like something as simple as saying no, or something as simple as taking some time for me to enjoy myself in the morning before my morning routine started. Um, if I would have done just some of those things or one of those things, I think it would have made a huge impact. So everything that you're saying is spot on. And I truly believe that my illness has been brought on by the lack of care that I've given to my body because I had some of my own healing to do. And I thought I was healing myself by giving all of myself. So yeah. that's what I mean when I say when people always try to please other people and trying to wear this as a you know a badge of honor, it usually or may, I shouldn't say usually, it may indicate that there's some healing and some things that you need to work on for yourself. Because once I healed that, I was like, oh my God, Yes, <laughs> you know, so the, it, it's a process and it's something that can cause a lot of damage, which is why both of us are so passionate about energy and helping people. And, you know, so I can totally relate. Absolutely. And like, just this beautiful conversation kind of goes full circle to getting out of your comfort zone and trying to do the things that scare you. Um, and how do you eventually get into doing those things? You know, this is the work that you have to do in order to get there. Um, you know, so we've, we've mentioned, you need the people around you having honest conversations with yourself and then having honest conversations with the people in your life. Um, and then getting the tools, the techniques, the help, the, the help, 
to get you to where you want to be. Like I said at the top of the show, I am a very open and transparent person. I am good at asking for help. But you know what? One thing I had this dream of being a business owner. 2015, I became a reflexologist. It's only now in 2021 that I am a business owner. Yeah. Can you say ah! that again? Say it again. Say it 2021, again. 2021, I am a business owner. Ah! So amazing. <laughs> it was fun. Um, but I wouldn't change that. I wouldn't change that trajectory because you know what? In those past six years, a hell of a lot has happened in my life. And even before those six years, A lot has happened to get me to where I am and the character built the way it is and the strength built the way it is. Um, And Gina, going into like building yourself the tools and the techniques in order to get yourself into a strong foundation of operating and owning a business. I came to you asking for business advice to set up the systems that I required for my business, systems such as how do I book clients? Do you have one in place? How do I get an email list started? That, 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 on just how operating my business. And at the time, uh, that was our first 30 minute uh, consultation. And Gina says, well, you know, I, I can help you there, but like I'm offering this program for three months. Uh, you can work with me. We can do it with business stuff and we can work on some other stuff for almost like saying yes to you and showing up for yourself. Like, Oh, Gina, I got that girl. I know like I'm, I've been showing up for me. I'm all healed up. I'm good to go. So Gina says, it'll be more economical for you maybe to go into the three month program uh, and start there and see where it takes you. Okay. Sign up the next day to course start. Oh my goodness gracious. So I thought I was healed from my past experiences um, and had the strength and the confidence to do all the things that I needed to do for my business. Going through the program with you, Gina, you brought up to the surface things that I had suppressed that I didn't know I suppressed. Uh, You were able to engage in conversations with me and the group of women that were with us uh, in a very open and safe Space to allow me to truly uh, heal, to grow. And because of that program, I have confidence in my confidence. Um, And I know that sounds funny because I am a confident person. I am, I, I am who I am, and I'm so proud of who I am. And I've always been that way. Few hiccups along the way. But most of all, like I've always been someone who felt good in my own skin. And I always walked to the beat of my own drum. Yes, I got bullied. Yes, people call me weird. I took those things as compliments and I just carried along my journey. However, working with you and, and creating a, a newfound awareness and a newfound, I want to say strength, but I, it's even more than that. Like an observer, you created an observer within me that now I am so capable of being the businesswoman, being the person, but also being the businesswoman that I need to be in order to uh, create the space and now the systems for my business uh, and to be able to launch and feel confident in launching. 
So for anybody who is trying to start a business or thinking about starting a business and not even just a business, a new hobby, a new journey, like trying something new, you've got to talk to yourself and ask yourself what you want, communicate with yourself, and then go outward, share it with other people. Don't be afraid to share it with other people. And then the people that you want into your life will then come into your life. You'll probably get naysayers and you'll probably get all the ego mind stuff, but you're confident now and you have your foundation and you know your worth and you tell yourself, I am worthy every single day. And you wake up and you tell yourself you're beautiful every single day. And then you can do the things that you want to do without any interference. Uh, I'm oh my goodness. And this is most I've welled up on a podcast. My goodness gracious. Um, thank you for saying all those beautiful things. Um, you brought the energy for that, Lindsay. And while yes, I provided you with some tools and strategies, you did the hard work. And this is the thing with this kind of stuff is that you have to want to change. And you've heard me say this before, but I can't want it more than you. And anytime that you are going through this transition, you have to ask yourself this, how much do I want it? And then, like you said, you have to go all in. But we try to do it alone so many times, right? So it's finding the right people. And I love that you brought up the part about naysayers, because no matter what you do, whether it's a business, whether it's a new hobby, the people around you, if they don't understand it, or if they feel threatened, or if you know, they're, you're, they're watching you do something different, there will be people who will challenge it. There will be people who will not agree with it. There will be people who will insert their opinions, even when they're not asked. And it's really important for you to protect your mission and to, to protect the belief in yourself and to remember why you do it. People don't do those things usually because they want to tear you down. They do it because they don't know within themselves the capabilities. They're scared. They want to stay in their comfort zone. And they are a product of their environment and conditioning as well. But right, this, but this is why it's so important to surround yourself with people who do believe in you, who have done things differently, who have challenged the norms, who, ha who have overcome bullying and because they, they decided to be themselves. So it is possible. Is it hard? Sure. Is it worth it? You better believe it. And I'm just so proud of you to see this beautiful light within you. And the ripple effect that you're having on the people in your circle, Lindsay, it is just so beautiful to see. And I think this is what it's about. And you and I had a conversation when we tried to do um, the, the podcast on Friday about supporting other women in this realm. And there's still some competition. Yeah. You know, there's still some people who was like, oh, if they're shining, then I can't share that because, oh, then they might shine brighter or you know, there's this, oh, what if they go, what if my clients go to them or, and it's just this competition still. And I love the conversation you and I had about the people who are meant for you will not pass you. The opportunities that are meant for you, if you're showing up is not going to pass you. Nope. It's okay to support other women, other people who are doing similar things. It's okay to want people around you to do good, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, you're an entrepreneurial uh, world and I'm in the natural therapy coaching, uh, not coaching, but like one-to-one -one therapies and offering meditations and that kind of stuff. Uh, there'll be people that come to me and I'm like, you know what? I'll refer them out to another really amazing therapist that does the exact same thing as me. 
And if I'm busy, I'm going to send them there because you know what? There's so many people in this world and in our world here in Newfoundland and Labrador that I'm not going to be able to see every single one. And not every single one is going to be a match for me or or I be a match for them. Yeah. Um, So why compete? And and like we said in our, we'll say our uh, (laughs) pre-meet, that there's no need to feel like it's a competition. But how about a referral? Like, let's change the language. Like, it's a referral stream. Like, uh, uh, I'm going to give you a referral because I enjoy you. If I were doing the same thing you were doing, I would be like, man, Gina Keeping is unreal. Like, she's amazing. I'm amazing, too. If I work for you, great. But if I don't, then definitely try out Gina. You know what I mean? That That's that's how I approach life. I've never been a competitive person, not a competitive bone. Like, when I played volleyball that I would sit on the coach and cheer for both teams uh, on the coach on the bench and the coach would be like tell the players like if you guys don't start playing good Lindsay's going in I'm like no I cheers for all teams I'm good to go I like hockey and I cheer for I feel bad for the goalie of the other team so like I am not a competitive person at heart I do feel truthfully that um we're in this world together and I think we can all get together that way there's lots of money in the world there's lots of energetic exchanges so yeah I'll, I'll leave that with that there no for sure i'll just give the other side because if you're listening you're like well i'm competitive well listen you're not going to be anybody more competitive than me <laughs> uh when i was teaching i would beat my students to connect four and be like yeah <laughs> like i do like competition but um, in a way that's not putting down other people, you know, and I think you can still be competitive within yourself and want to do to do good and that kind of stuff and still celebrate other women and still Absolutely. refer. I love that you said change the language around that, because as I always say, your words matter and the, the meaning that you give them is even more important. So if we can change the dialogue that there is enough for everybody to go around while you cheering for somebody does not take away from you. I think that's the new dialogue we need to be having. And if you're not able to do that, then go within and ask yourself, why am I not able to do this? What part of me might need some TLC or some healing? And what wounds do I have that is making it really hard for me to want to celebrate other women? Because sometimes it could be a worthy issue. It could be something deeply rooted that you might have to dig deeper with. That's what I was trying to get to for, like by working with you, um, I was able to release blocks in my own life that then allowed me the space, like almost literal space, um, to build on and create the foundation for launching my business. Um, so being able to do that, to put in the personal work, as well as building the business plan, build your personal plan. Yeah. You know, work with yourself and I fully encourage anyone who do, do not have a practice, a daily practice of taking five minutes to take five deep breaths um, and asking yourself, what do you need? And writing down, if you do have a goal, write it down every day or find a moment to speak it to yourself every single day. And I know that may sound laborious or onerous on you, but if you want to get somewhere, that is the consistency that you require. Absolutely. And let's be honest, like consistency is not a problem because we are consistently doing things all day long that we don't enjoy doing anyway. You're already Absolutely. telling yourself things. You are already 
being intentional about certain thoughts. You were already manifesting all day long. You were already affirming all day long. But the majority of us, it's being led by what society is telling us to affirm, believe, Absolutely. manifest. So it's not even that you need to make the time. Is that you just flip what you're believing. You're going to think anyway. So might as well be intentional with it. Yes. Be a consciously manifester versus just going through life because you're manifesting life no matter what. Like if you're just going willy-nilly throughout your day and your speech balloons up in your air, up and over your head, you're going to sleep and your speech balloons up over your head. And you're like, oh, did you do this? And, da, 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 and we're on a hamster wheel. How can you get to where you want to go if you're just in that? And not being intentional. You're not even giving not yourself the space to ask yourself, what do I want? Because for Absolutely. so long, you haven't, you felt that you haven't had the choice, you know? But, and I'll, I'll give this one last example. And then I have, um, I want to kind of change the conversation a little, but I had a conversation with this amazing woman one time and she didn't believe what I was putting out and that's fine too. Right. Um, but as you know, I like to challenge people on their thinking and it was like, everything goes wrong for me, Gina. Like, you don't understand. You haven't been in my shoes. Like this goes wrong and this goes wrong. And she had her story built around that nothing goes right for her in her life that everything around her um, is bad, everything is hard. And this was done gently. I'm not like a a hard ass or anything like that, unless you really need it. (laughs) But through gentle guidance, and we just backtrack through one day, when you are training your brain to only look for the negative, it oversees all the positive. And if you don't actually stop and make your brain look for other parts, then chances are it's going to skip it all. So we went through one day together and right away it was all the bad things. And then I kind of probed back. And then before we knew it, the list of good things actually outweighed the list of quote unquote bad things that happened. But her main focus was everything is bad. So the good things she couldn't even see. So by taking these five breaths, like you said, by taking some time to go, okay, what are three things that are grateful? And if you can't get on board with grateful, two things that I recommend that you do are what are three wins that happened today? Or another one that you could do is if everything disappeared in my life today, what would I miss? Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. And then you're able to really look at the things that went well, because we're all really good at saying what we don't like about our life, what we don't like about ourselves, what we don't like about this. But when we flip it and say, well, what do you love about yourself? People don't, don't know how to respond. It's true. What do you love about your life? And we've done this exercise, right? Like, yeah. what do you love about yourself? And you, you can't answer. But if I ask you what you don't love, oh, there's this, and there's this, and there's this, because that's where your focus has been for so long. But now it's up to you to be intentional with that focus. Entirely. So true. I was, I hosted a mug up uh, meditation yesterday. And that was one thing that I said, what's the first thing you say to yourself when you wake up in the morning and go to the mirror? Like your first five thoughts is like, oh my God, I'm so tired today. Oh my God, I got no energy. And you look in the mirror like, oh, for geez sake, I got the gray hair coming in. Oh, is that a pimple? And it's all this negative stuff. But if you wake up and you scurry onto the edge of the bed and you take a breath and say, I am so grateful for today and all the things that are going to come my way. And you go to the bathroom and you look in the mirror and say, damn, I'm beautiful. Whether or not you believe it in that moment. Doesn't matter. Just say it. You put it out there, you align it. And I'm not a cocky, conceited person. Those are societal conditioning terms. Those are limiting beliefs. That's ego. I don't allow that to come in on me. If I say that I'm a kind, gentle, and beautiful human, 
I am a kind, gentle and beautiful human. That you are. That's, that's who I am. That's what I, that's what makes me happy to be. And by saying that out loud, it feels good. It does. Yes. And if you're not used to saying those things, or you're hearing other people telling you opposite, or that little ego mind on the left side telling you opposite, then it's going to be harder to fight against that. But keep showing up, keep doing it, keep saying it, taking your breaths. And I promise you, your thoughts about yourself, the way you talk to yourself will be like paramount within I'll I'll give you two weeks of doing it consistently and you'll see a big change. I could not agree more. And the other thing too, is our brain doesn't know the difference between a real thought or a real action. So it's just about training your brain again. And uh, for those people who are listening, I don't know if you, I know, uh, Lindsay, you've heard me talk about Mel Robbins before, but she does this thing where when she wakes up or every time she passes a mirror, she high fives herself. I take it a little extra step. Whenever I pass, I high five. I wink because I like to be like a little bit corny sometimes and go, I love you. And you just give yourself something positive. Now, if that doesn't resonate, then just say something kind, you know, or just don't say anything negative about yourself. But you're right, Lindsay. The first thing that we do, we get up. Well, most people will reach for their phone. They'll feel shitty about themselves because they're comparing themselves to everybody else's highlight reel. They go to the mirror, they judge themselves. And then the day, that's your tone. Absolutely. Remove all that. Exactly. Fuck all that. Remove all that. Add in the good because there's time to, you got time to do the negative. So you definitely got time to do the positive. Absolutely. And by no means am I somebody who only sees butterflies and rainbows <laughs> and unicorns. By no means. I. But what I do, I honor the shit. Hashtag honor the shit. I take from it what I need to take from it. If there's a learning moment, if I had to take responsibility for something, I take it, I own it. I let it go. And then I can be my happy Lindsay self. Yeah. And I think that's so important. It's that judgment. Like we, we will never, ever, ever be the, the type, like human beings are not designed to not think negatively. Our brains are designed to do that. So as we're saying this, I don't want anyone to think, well, God, I, I can't have a negative thought now. No, that's not what it is. But it's not letting it be your only real that's going in your head that's controlling your life. It's exactly like you said, honoring the shit, honoring the messy, honoring that suck and saying, okay, is there anything I can learn from this? And even if the lesson is, I don't like that. I don't want to listen to that anymore. I'm going to say something different. What can you choose instead? Yep. Being able to show up. Yep. I could like chat with you all freaking day, but I do want to ask you this question because I know you've had a lot of really challenging times in your life. And for the people who are listening, they might think that, oh, the two of us over here, it's all rainbows and sunshines and we haven't had challenging times. Well, you've had a lot of challenging times, right? And you have had to overcome so many things. So would you mind sharing maybe one of your biggest challenges that you've had? and what you've learned from it? Um, Yeah, I would love to. I love sharing my stories. Uh, And I say stories because there wasn't just one or two or three challenging times. There's always, and we all have it. We all have those stories. Um, But one of the biggest things, I was in a relationship for 10 years. I married him. We got pregnant. We went on a honeymoon. On our honeymoon, I had a traumatic, ectopic pregnancy. Um, Obviously lost a child. And in it, through it, I found myself. And I realized real quick, um, 
it's almost like that pregnancy loss and those that two weeks of being in a Florida hospital made me realize that I wasn't being the strongest person that I could be for me. I allowed myself to be weak in my relationship because I was a people pleaser and I was a kingmaker. And that's not a negative thing against the man that I was with at all. That was my responsibility because that's who I thought that I wanted to be to make other people happy, no matter how unhappy it made me. Um, So I went through that. And then we were married for three months and we separated. The easiest thing would be to stay because you know what? It wasn't a terrible, like I didn't leave uh, like a really bad situation. I just knew that the life that we had and the life that now I being the strong self that I know I want to be now and what I want to do now, it did no, it no longer matched. So I walked away from that. And through that whole process, I developed the strength that I now have and the understanding that in no way, shape or form should you ever allow somebody to hold you back or allow you to feel less than or allow you to feel not worthy of um, even if they're not doing it purposely, just always tune into yourself, always pay attention to who you are and stand in that power. Because through that, I was able to realize that I am a powerful, strong woman. You are, you are indeed. And I love that you share this part of your story. So thank you. I know being vulnerable, it's not easy, no matter how many times you tell your story. So I want to honor that. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and I know people listening to this will be able to relate on some different levels. So, I mean, that's a powerful thing when you can connect and when people can see their own power through your story. So thank you. But if there's somebody listening and who is like, I am in a situation right now, I'm not happy. You know, if things are mediocre, if things are going well, there's nothing that's really standoffish, but I know I'm meant for something more. Being already through that and having to take some very challenging first steps, what would be the first thing that you would recommend our listeners or anybody who is in this situation to do to start that process? Have the most honest conversation with yourself and then have the most honest conversation with the person that you're with. Ask the person that you're with for what you want or what you need. If that's not accessible or available, because sometimes they're not willing, you're, you're now grown and you're on a different trajectory than they are. If they're not able to do that, stand in your power and walk away. Grow, be strong, be confident, hold your worth and let yourself be happy. And just admit, let them know, it, this, is, this is me. It's that cliche, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I truly believe that I want to do and feel and be more. And that's okay. It's okay to not be in a terrible situation, but still want more. It's okay to want more. It's okay to want to do more, to offer more, and to be more. So I, I really, truly feel that one of the biggest things that I wish I had is having those open, honest conversations with myself, asking myself, am I happy? What do I need? And then talking to your partner or situation, um, the people in the situation and having those conversations, because 
maybe I wouldn't have lasted 10 years in that relationship. Ooh. Maybe it wouldn't have taken all of those years to realize that I wasn't happy. Gina, I didn't know I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I was happy. If you, any one person, like when I, when that situation happened and I was separated, you're like, oh my God, like I did not know that you weren't happy. I'm like, me neither. I had no idea I wasn't happy because I was living a really good life. But happiness and good life is different. It is. There's so many lessons and oh my God, like this could be like another full hour conversation. Mm. But I there's the first thing that comes to my mind here is that once again, we wait too late to really tune into who we are and what makes us happy. We are at a very young age. I'm going to use the word groomed to think that we have to take these certain steps and to go a certain path, to get this career, to go and do this, that at some point in our lives, most people wake up and go, I'm not happy. What the hell happened? And on the outside, like you say, everything looks status quo. But if we're constantly just moving the next, moving to that next piece of the puzzle, we don't do any of the inner work. We don't have the quiet moments. When there is a quiet moment, whether it's forced or whether it's the children move out of the house or whether it's you have a moment where you're in the hospital or you have a burnout like me, there's going to be a moment where there will be quiet time. And if you don't have the skills or tools to deal with it, then it's going to dramatically change the direction of your life or you're going to stay very unhappy for a very long time. But then there's the second piece of it's okay. I love that you said that. So many people I feel have this burden on their shoulders and feel that they can't be happy or they shouldn't be happy or they have to do this. But just reminding yourself, it's okay to be happy. It's okay to follow your own dreams. It's okay to disappoint people, you know, in a, in a classy way. And you will. And you will. And you will. <laughs> it's inevitable. And it's okay to stop and ask yourself what you want. Because what's the point of life if we're just going through the motions? Absolutely. I know. I, um, like in that situation, I was, I was weak. I was my weakest version of me, but it was the only version that I, that was the only space that I was weak. I just, I, I felt so much to want to give and to do and to let them grow bigger. But cause I was, you know, I don't, I didn't know any better. I I really truthfully didn't. And now I am here to do the things and lead my meditations and do my client work. And all of the things that I'll do through central wellness, my business is when you come in, you're going to find that safe space to land. Yeah. And I'm going to offer you a space and, and, and some tools and techniques to help you through those things and to build that strength that you deserve and you want and you crave. We all crave we strength. We don't want to be weak. We don't want to be unhappy. And weak in not muscle weak, but like weak in not knowing truly who you are and who you want to be. So in order to build that strength, that muscle of uh, inner self, um, you need to put in that work. We and this, this, this is the value in that work. So beautiful. Absolutely. So beautiful. So in saying all that, is there something that you wish that you could tell your younger self today after all of the advice, after everything you've been through, what do you wish you could tell your younger, your younger self? What would it be? If there was one thing you could tell her. No matter what, let yourself be happy and stand in your power. That's beautiful. 
Wouldn't it be a beautiful place if we all just let ourselves be happy? Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel that so many people say, well, I'll be happy when, and, you know, I have this to worry about, then I'll be happy. But it just comes back to like being in that moment and enjoying your life for what it is. It doesn't have to be perfect in order to be happy. Totally not. What is perfect? We don't want perfect. We want the stuff. We want all the things. Exactly. We, you know, I, I want the tears and I want the laughter. I agree. And often people will talk about only be positive and we don't stand for that. We are all about honoring the shit, the dark, the shadow side, whatever you want to call it, because I feel, and I know you do as well, that that's where the lessons happen. And when we know the dark, we can really appreciate the light. Yes. Yes. You know, and it's not that you have to have dark in order to appreciate the light, but for people who find it hard to find the light because of their darkness, just know that it can happen. Both can happen. You can both have dark and see light, you know, and there is a piece where you have to honor what you've been through. And there are times when maybe that light might be small, but hold on to any piece of light that you have and know that it's still there. A hundred percent. And using that light to get you through the shit. Don't try to put the shit down, jump over. Don't try to tiptoe your way around. It's not going to be easy to get through it. You, but you have to, like the only way to build and to grow is to go head on, have those conversations. It all starts with a conversation and asking yourself what you deserve and moving from there. Exactly. I freaking love that. Oh my goodness. You shared so many gold nuggets and we're going to have to have (laughs) you back for a part two. Um, But I want to dive into a funny part of the conversation where I do something called rapid fire questions. (laughs) Do I think that fast? Okay, let's It's okay. And so this is my favorite part. I get a little bit silly, but it's all I want you to do is answer the first thing that comes to your mind. No judgment. Um, It's just for a little bit of fun. Okay, let's do it. All right. Who was your favorite Spice Girl? Sporty Spice. Nachos or tacos? Nachos. A nickname you used to have or you still have? Flops or flirty flops. Ah, I'm going to need to learn more about that. <laughs> if you could travel back in time, where would you go? If I could travel back in time, where would I go? Oh, gosh. Um, I wouldn't go. Ooh, that's <laughs> deep. I like it. I like it. I wouldn't go. I, I want to be here. Oh, that is really beautiful. Who's your favorite Harry Potter character? I never watched Harry Potter. Oh my God, seriously. Do you know how many <laughs> people, like I, I got to stop saying it because so many people come on the, no, I refuse. I'm not taking it out. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to order from your favorite restaurant? Oftentimes, salmon and rice. Oh. It's got to be gluten-free. <laughs> okay. Do you have a particular restaurant that you go to? The one that's coming to mind is the Gypsy. Nice. Ooh, Gypsy's good. Um, What's your go-to pump me up song? I don't have a go-to pump me up song and you're not going to believe it. I am a dancer. I don't have a playlist. Not one, never created them in my life. I always just, yep. I don't have one, but I will will tell you what I do to get pumped. It's a Latin dance. No way. And I swear to God, Gina, if I'm given a pocket of time to clean the house, I put on Latin dance. And for the first hour I dance and then the next 
hour I clean. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me so happy. (laughs) If you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be? Hugging. (laughs) Oh, if you could change your name, what would it be? Mary. Why? It's my middle name. It's my name's name and I love it. Oh, that's special. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I would love to be able to walk on water. Oh, interesting. Texting or talking? Talking. (laughs) Morning or night person? Both. It depends on my cycle. Really? It does. I'm I'm a biohacker of my menstrual cycle. We could get into that in part two. That's another podcast. I yep. like that for sure. <laughs> um, describe yourself in three words. Kind, gentle, and beautiful. Oh, I would agree. <laughs> if you were stranded on a tropical island, what two things would you want to have with you? You have sunglasses, you have sunscreen, and all the essentials. Two things? Two things. Family. Okay. And some sparkling wine. <laughs> I can't forget the wine. I think I'd have to take wine too. I got to be honest. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like seriously, <laughs> you're gonna be sitting in a lawn chair on a beach, right? <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm totally got the sparkling wine going. <laughs> Climb a mountain or jump from a plane? I've already jumped from a plane, and I would love to climb a mountain. Nice. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to speak to animals or talk to animals? I should say. I would love to talk to animals. I feel like I do. I feel like I'd be Cinderella. I feel like animals speak to us. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, This is a bit more serious, but best piece of advice you have ever gotten that you wish you knew earlier? Always be you. Ooh, how true is that? It's my, it's my advice now that I use with my children. It was the last thing that I said to my child's first day of kindergarten when I walked away. Always be you. My God. Can you imagine if every child got that same message? Oh, I got goosebumps. Now, I obviously know where to find you and all your wonderfulness, but could you tell our listeners how they can find you, especially about your mug ups, which are just phenomenal, but where can people find you? So I will be located in uh, Holyrood. Um, Central Wellness was, is my business name. You can find me on socials through Middle Arm Charm. It may be changed to Central Wellness by the time this podcast is aired. Um, but Lindsay Phillips, oh, she'll get me. And the mug up meditations, you're going to see them going uh, all over. So um, you'll be able to find me through those socials to get to the mug up meditations, which includes a light hike um a self-shocker connection meditation some newfoundland baked berry muffins and towtons and coffee and tea um yeah so that's me that's amazing Lindsay. i'm so freaking proud of you you are doing amazing things you are changing the world and this world is a better place with you in it so thank you for being brave for not settling, for trusting that voice and for just going for it. You're amazing. Thank you, Gina. I appreciate that. I really do. Those are compliments that I cherish and and it brings me that extra oomph. Well, there's no way I'm letting you quit on your dreams. You know that. Absolutely not. 100%. Boxer will approve that. (laughs) No, this is true. And Uh, before we go, do you have one last gold nugget that you could share with our listeners? 
I want you to celebrate your highest highs. I want you to offer yourself grace and compassion during your lowest lows. And whenever, if ever, whenever you think that you want to give in, get back up, get back up and do it again. Try it again and forgive yourself. Let it go and just be you. Oh my God. That's absolutely beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm having you back for part two (laughs) and thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you, Gina. It's an honor and a pleasure. Oh, hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. Do you struggle with limiting thoughts yourself? Maybe you are experiencing the imposter syndrome where you don't believe in yourself and your business and your negative reel is really holding you back. If so, I have a free resource for you. Head to the show notes and click on the link to get it. I promise you it will help you and therefore will help your business as well. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for being here. And if you haven't left a five-star review, please do so. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you or someone you know would love to be a guest on the Keeping Real podcast, check out the show notes as well and let's get you on the show. Hope you have the best day and thanks for keeping it real.